The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 23rd of July. In your Squiz today, Papua New Guinea calls for offshore processing to end on Manus Island. Iran says it has arrested US spies. Quality over quantity in our wine export market. And remembering Macca. This is your Squiz today. James Marape is Papua New Guinea's new Prime Minister. Yesterday, he made a visit to Canberra. On his agenda, Claire, was the urgent resettlement of 300 refugees who are currently living on Manus Island, an island in northern Papua New Guinea. Yeah, and what it's done, of course, is put those issues uh, back right at the front of our um, political debate at the moment. There's lots of these issues being considered in Parliament. But yes, Manus Island was one of those detention centres that Australia uh, had set up as part of our offshore processing uh, system. What it meant is that anyone who tried to come to Australia unauthorised by boat never actually made it to Australia. They went to one of these processing centres and Manus Island was one of those. So Manus Island, the processing centre itself is now closed and Prime Minister Scott Morrison has been very clear that those refugees will not be resettled in Australia or New Zealand, saying it will undermine the efforts made to stop people smugglers. Are there any other options on the table? So the options are for people who have been found to be refugees. Uh, They can settle in Papua New Guinea and quite a few have, about 60 or so, have actually settled permanently in PNG. Uh, There's other options to resettle in third countries and Australia had an arrangement with America to resettle uh, a number of refugees. That process hasn't been happening as quickly uh, probably as our government would like, but certainly some have gone there. So as I mentioned, the government is keen to make sure that any resettlement program doesn't encourage boat arrivals. This is topical given reports today that an Australian border patrol vessel intercepted a Sri Lankan boat over the weekend with around 20 asylum seekers on board. Kathleen Folbig was found guilty in 2003 of the murder across a 10-year period of three of her infant children and the manslaughter of a fourth. An inquiry undertaken in April into her conviction for those murders has, according to a judge, only reinforced her guilt. It's something that at the time got quite a bit of press and certainly we covered it uh, when that uh, inquiry was open because there were a lot of supporters who really do believe in her innocence and thought that this inquiry might be a way to really shine a light on new evidence. But yes, that form a judge has said that he doesn't have anything uh, new to really add to it and that any reasonable doubt as to the guilt of Folbig for the offences of which she's been convicted certainly stands. To the latest in the Iran-US tensions, Iran has said they have arrested 17 CIA spies, all Iranian nationals, across the last 12 months with some of them sentenced to death. It's the latest missive from Iran as tensions there really do uh, ramp up. There's uh, accusations that these people have been working independently of each other but in sensitive areas like the nation's nuclear and military sectors. Uh, America has said that they don't believe that that's true at all, that uh, particularly US um, President Donald Trump has said that the accusations are totally false and says (laughs) that it's getting harder for me to want to make a deal with Iran. So, yeah, that just goes to how this is really continuing to get more and more hostile. 
One we haven't talked about in a couple of weeks but is still ongoing is the unrest in Hong Kong. Tens of thousands taking to the streets again at the weekend, still in protest of that now suspended extradition bill. The interesting thing from the weekend's protest, which was the seventh consecutive weekend of pro-democracy protests, is that it seems that pro-China activists have somehow infiltrated that Uh, They have been accused of attacking um, with batons a number of pro-democracy protesters. Uh, 45 of them have been hospitalised and there's been uh, criticism of the police for not acting fast enough. And in Puerto Rico, we haven't spoken about Puerto Rico, I don't think in the podcast before, residents are calling for the resignation of their governor after transcripts of his online chats containing offensive comments were leaked. These are some transcripts. Yeah, 900 pages almost, if you can believe. That's um, a lot of ranting and it doesn't seem that um, Ricardo Rossello has really missed anyone. He's had sprays against gay people, uh, women, journalists, opponents, supporters. It's been one episode of a number of things that have gone wrong there. Uh, that government was already on the skids with corruption calls and uh, US President Donald Trump had pulled some disaster funding there saying that it wasn't being spent in the right way, uh, which is a particularly tough thing for them to deal with given the big rebuilding job they need to do in the wake of Hurricane Maria, which really devastated that island. So, yeah, it's uh, a big protest that's happened overnight. Um, some reports say about a third of the country came out to actually protest and call for his resignation. Puerto Rico is a a territory of the US and has a population of over 3 million. Uh, Having a look now at Australia's wine exports, there's a trend continuing of drinking less but drinking quality. Something that's happened in our own um, alcohol market is um, Mm. year on year we have volumes falling but um, certainly the value of what we're drinking going up and that's what's happened with our wine exports, particularly to China. The category that's growing the strongest there is that $100 to $200 a litre category. So we're talking about some pretty fancy wines. Um, when it comes Certainly. to uh, those, ex- lucky, lucky them. I know. When it comes to those exports, that grew by a hundred and two percent in the last financial year. So, yeah, it seems that our export markets are tracking pretty much the same in terms of tastes and preferences as our domestic one. And as you mentioned, our biggest offshore customer is China. Peter McNamara is an Aussie tennis legend, perhaps best known for his double partnership with Peter McNamee. Macca, as he was known, went from the court to coaching and in the last few years he'd been suffering from prostate cancer. It's understood, Claire, that he kept his illness fairly quiet. Many shocked yesterday at the news of his death. Yeah, there's reports this morning that certainly people who saw him at the Australian Open earlier this year were a bit shocked by his appearance, that he was uh, quite quite Mm. gaunt and uh, they didn't know what really was happening with his health. But yes, we're very saddened by news of his death on the weekend. He was just 64 years old. Yeah, plenty of tributes to him. Boris Becker, you know, in particular, tweeting that he was one of the good guys of tennis. Uh, Claire, what song lyric reminded you of a news item today? Uh, today, I've gone for the motels. I'd sell my soul for total control. And that refers to our squiz sayings this morning. North Korea has held some elections on the weekend and 
complete shock and surprise, 99.98% turnout and they seem to have voted for the candidates that the government wanted, which is incredible. Just one candidate that the government wanted? (laughs) Yeah, in each race only one candidate (laughs) has been put up and um, what happens is you you bowl up and you vote and you write yes on the ballot paper. That's certainly the suggestion and that's what happened again uh, in those elections. Very different to hear. Surprise. Amazing. Yeah. Huge thanks to everyone who is striving for Squeeze Heads status. That's what we call you at Squeeze HQ when you tell five or more people about the Squeeze and they sign up. Your unique tracker in your Squeeze Today email will tell you how you're going. Some of you have already hit the magic number and a lot are very, very close. You have a couple of weeks left to get there and go in the draw to win one of $1,100 gift cards. Anything else, Claire? No, that's it. Have a great Tuesday. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.